A good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is real estate marketing dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. We have a really good webinar today, and um, what we're going to be covering, folks, is a topic that we all know about, but I don't see a lot of people doing them at such a high level, not at least as, as high level as what we're going to learn today. And without further ado, I wanted you, most of you guys know who this guy is. Come on, most of you guys know who this guy is. But I want to introduce you guys to Barino. And Barino, please go give uh, the rest of our listeners inside of Real Closers a little bit of background and history off of who you are for the few people that have not met or heard of you yet. And let's get right on into this. Awesome. Thanks for having me, you guys. I was looking forward to chatting with you. There have been some traffic and some questions about expired. So I felt like rather than writing these posts and answers, uh, why not just jump in and answer your questions live and give you some tips right now. It's a good time to go after expired. Expired really saved my ass. Uh, when I started in real estate in 1744, <laughs> things were really tough and I was struggling. And after two years of doing the usual stuff, prospecting, lead generation, I became homeless. I got kicked out of a little place I had in Downey, California, and I just slept in a car in Pico Rivera, California, behind a liquor store. And um, I don't even know why my broker, good man, Mr. Richard, took me under his wing and sent me to a workshop. And it was in that workshop, I met a guy from Remax who was doing expired listings. And that's when the light bulb went off and I went back, started working expireds. And within 10 months, I was able to turn things around. My life, my business, everything changed. And ever since I've been preaching the gospel of expireds, because I believe that, especially if you want to ramp up your production, you want more listings, more clients, you want to help more people, expireds can be a very easy and very fast way to get there. Now, when I say easy, that's a relative term. Nothing is easy. You still have to hustle and work your ass off. But compared to many other lead generation systems, you're working with high probability leads. Those are leads that are fairly easy to identify. I mean, you can just jump on MLS and pull leads right now. You already know you're working with people who want to sell. And many, if you check the statistics in your MLS, those that have expired will go back on the market. So you have an opportunity there. So I've been doing this. I, I wrote a book on it. I, I teach people how to do it. I've been doing it for, for many, many years. So I'm here to help you, show you some tricks, give you some practical tips because it is something, and this is really my goal. Mike and I we were chatting a little bit at the beginning, is for you to have something practical you can literally use this afternoon. So you learned the hard way. Yes. <laughs> some of those things happen. Let's start from the beginning. You know, I don't know how much we're going to get into today, but uh, I'm sure people are probably thinking right now, like, hey, give me the step one, step two, step three, step four. Because a lot of times, you know, agents get stuck on expireds because of the fear of uh, rejection, which I'm sure you, you teach quite a bit. So let's start off first. Let's start with just how we can locate them. If you sort of want to walk us through your, your process and how it would work and then start from step one. Perfect. Before you actually jump in, I want to start with the kind of beat up, but really essential part, and that is your mindset. And the reason I always want you to start with the right mindset is because my mindset used to be, fuck all this visualization and motivation, all that nonsense. I'm just going to grind and I'm going to get mine. And it fired back. It really got me trapped into that whole, I'm going to work really hard and discipline, but the mindset wasn't there. Because my original thought was, I don't want to touch expires because they're rude, they're angry, most of them go back to the same age and all that nonsense that was going on in my head. No yep. wonder I was all screwed up and broke. You know what I mean? 
So reluctantly, I started shifting my mindset. So I encourage you first go in and you don't have to be Tony Robbins jumping up and down, but at least be curious. Are these people someone who I can help? Why are they selling? What's going on? Be just kind of curious rather than skeptical or overly motivated. You don't need to be, but really start with that good mindset of thinking other people are doing it. Even new agents can do this. If this guy from Czechoslovakia figured it out and did it, trust me, so can you. So start there. With that, really all you need at the beginning is MLS. Now, it is good to have a tool that will gather these for you and prepare people you can contact. And there are many services out there you can subscribe to. Uh, there is Red X, there is Land Voice, there is Espresso Agent, there is Vulcan Simon. All of these are decent. Different agents report different results. So my recommendation is check them all out, see which one fits your budget and gets you the results you want. None of them are perfect. You're not going to get perfect list of names and emails and phone numbers, but a lot of them will give you good enough to get you started. So that's step one. Set up a lead generation system because that's what your competition is using and that's what's going to make your search and sifting through more organized and faster and also will flag people who are on do not call list or they have relisted and all that. So. You know, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, you mentioned something on mindset. I want to touch on something really fast, and I have a question for you. How important is it for the agent to believe in their own product or level of service? So, like, for example, I'm sure that like you have to really believe first to have that mindset, to believe that you can really help these people better than that previous agent. And how much of that do you attribute to being half of the battle or more? Even? That is a great question. At the beginning, I always thought it's mostly about systems, learning scripts, and execution. But being at this for over 20 years, I believe that the Pareto principle is just in effect here than it is anywhere else. And that is 80% mindset, 20% execution. Systems are important. Knowing the dialogues is important. I don't want you to memorize scripts. You don't really need to. You don't want to sound like a telemarketer or salesperson. But it really is the mindset. And it starts with, like you said, a sense of self-confidence. Yeah. That means I know I'm going to get the shit done. I know how to help people. I might not have all the answers. Right. I might not have all the tools, but I have enough. So that if I meet somebody who says, you know, we're thinking about moving, can you help us? You can sit down with them, have an intelligent conversation, ask the right questions, qualify them, and then come up with a solution. Very often means let's sign the paperwork and let's get going. Yep. So it is very important. Plus, it makes the business more interesting, more pleasant. If yeah. you feel good, if you're optimistic, if you're passionate, and there's another benefit to it. And that is passion and positive kind of energy is contagious. See, it's really hard to be pissed off at somebody who's smiling, who's having a good time, who's enjoying conversation with you. Like me right now, right. I'm talking to you, Mike, and yeah. you guys here. Imagine I was sitting here going, well, you know, what you need is uh, some, some systems. That... Yep. You'd be like, fuck that. Who wants to watch I'm that? A, I'm a big fan of, you know, half of the sale is through communicating appropriately. Yeah guys. And a lot of the times that's through your body language and your tonality. Don't second guess that. Like, you know, most of us can read that. Well, like when you're in a car with a client, you can tell when they're angry or pissed off about something, yeah. right? You could that feel so the true. energy come out of them. And it's no different if you're going to one of these listed appointments or any appointment for that matter. Yeah. People are attracted to um, what they are attracted to, which is always happiness, peace, having fun, confidence, all of that. But yeah. If you don't trust yourself and believe in yourself, how do you expect your clients to? Yep. You're not 100% convinced. I'm going to get this done. I know how to do it. I'm good at what I do. You can't expect them to believe it. I mean, if I come to you and I'm like doubting whether I'm a good coach when I can teach you this shit, there is no way you're going to buy into any of it. Yeah. Right on. All right. Let's get into uh, so data. 
So get. let's get the mindset out of the way. Make sure you got that. And it is interesting. When I coach people, one of the first things they report back is, man, people are pretty nice. And they're really shocked and surprised. So notice that if you go in with the positive intentions to interact with these people, and I'll give you some channels you can use to, to really reach out to them. But if you're kind, if you go in just kind of, let's see if I can help from contribution rather than let's see if I can get the listing, which is desperation, low status, you'll notice that people respond to it and you will encounter a lot of pleasant, decent people who will be open to the possibility of listing with you. Actually, Sam uh, Kramis put a good video out yesterday just on that. He's speaking at a uh, traffic and conversion yeah. and he comes out and he says, you know, the secret to all my success or a lot of my success has not been so much of, um, it was how you approach every situation. It's, it's from a position of service first. What can I do to help you as opposed to what you can do to get helped first? But uh, that's, that's very important. That's, that's good stuff. So once you have that in place and you believe that I can help people, I got this, it's not going to be perfect at first. It's a process. Remember that working expires or any lead generation online, offline, all of these, there are like 45, 50 ways you can generate leads. It's all a matter of developing skills. You need to learn a skill just like when you learn to ski or ride a bike or play instruments. My kids, they play trumpet and piano. And first couple of years here in the house, holy shit, it was painful to listen to their practice. You know what I mean? It takes time to develop a skill. Now they're pretty good. Now they're listenable. I wouldn't say perfect, but they're getting there. It's the same thing here. How you approach people, how you communicate, the questions you ask, the texts you send. All that is a set of skills and you're going to work on those. So to expect that you're going to get it right out of the gate, the first expired you're going to approach, they're going to embrace you, give you a big hug, and where do we sign? Not likely. So give yourself a chance. Give it time to really reach that point where you know what to do, you know how to do it, and you can be comfortable with it and doing it. The good news is you don't really need any special talent. I don't have any special talents other than this devilishly good looks. I really don't. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, if yeah. you weren't going to say it, I was going to say it for you. Yeah. So... <laughs> Other than that, you know, it's, a, it's a set of skills you can improve and learn and develop and watch, see this, what works for you, what doesn't work. The good thing is the way I teach this stuff and the difference between my system and other people's is I don't teach you to be salesy. I don't teach you to close anybody. You don't need to be a douchebag. You don't need to be salesy or pushy to turn a lot of people into clients and commissions. It's doable even while you're still yourself and you're authentic and pleasant. Yep. So let me give you kind of a 10,000 foot overview of how the process works. What is the most effective way to do that? So once you start building it as a system, the process is first you gather the data. So you use one of the systems we talked about, Espresso, Vulcan, whatever. You're going to get a list of expires. They will cross-reference those four. You're going to discard everybody that has been realistic. And then you go down the checklist. And of course, in the system, we go into more detail. We won't have time to do it today, but I'll, I'll give you how the process works. What is the best way to do that? First, you want to call them if you can. If you have the number, you can call them, have a quick little conversation over the phone. And the script and dialogue is really simple. I start with a pattern interrupt because I know I'm usually not the first one who calls. So I kind of prepare them for that and I break the pattern. You don't want to sound like a salesman. Never open a conversation with, hey, how are you? It's a stranger to you. You don't give a shit. You don't care. The guard would go up immediately. So start oh. with a pattern interrupt. How do you stand out? Because like the first day these things go, we hear stories. I think part of these stories that we hear might be one of the reasons why some people don't want to mm -hmm. pick up the phone and call, right? And they're like, oh, I'm, you're the 45th agent that's called me this morning, right? So I'd love to hear how this pattern interrupts. Let me show you how it goes. Now, obviously, Absolutely. if you can be one of the first ones, which was my approach was I tried to be, if not the first one, be one of the first ones to call. But sometimes you can be, sometimes you can't. So here's how it goes. I call and I say, hey, uh, 
this is Marina with ABC Real Estate. I know, I'm not the first one calling about your house. It's kind of crazy, all these agents calling, where were they when the house was up for sale? And what you get 80, 90% of the time when you do this right is a little chuckle. It releases the tension, which yep. is the reaction you want. And if you do this right, you will hear that in their voice, that kind of release from expecting, bracing themselves for some big pitch to a conversation, which is really the secret of every prospecting call you make, turn it into a conversation. So start with the pattern row. The first question you need to ask, the very most important question is real quick, which is a time constraint. It's an NLP strategy. Real quick, have you relisted the house yet? That's the first question. That's what you need. To, oh, fantastic. Best of luck. Maybe I'll help you find the buyer. Thank you. And you hang up. You're done. You don't want to solicit other people's listings. If they say, no, we have not, anything else they say after is not that important. Because even the sellers who will relist right away, who are actively shopping for an agent, in most cases will tell you no, in one form or another. It's that knee-jerk reaction. We were shopping Sunday. We were in the mall. And I was buying some stuff in Under Armour, as you can see by my buffed body. I work. <laughs> <laughs> so I was buying some stuff. And it's crazy. I teach this shit. I know this. I understand the behavior. I walk into the Under Armour store. A nice young man approaches me. Can I help you? I'm said, no, thank you. I'm just looking. 15 minutes later, I had my wallet out with a credit card spending a couple hundred bucks. You know what I mean? So we all do that. It's just a natural reaction. Be prepared for it. It's normal. If they say we have not relisted, it's game on. Because statistically, what they say or think they're going to do and what they actually end up doing are very often two very different things. Now, the trick is you don't know who's going to do what because they don't know. Yep. Because human beings, as you guys already know, we're not very rational, logical beings. We think we are, but we live in the world of illusion. Our decisions are based on emotions. And the emotions, most of the expired experience, you guys know, they're confused, they're frustrated, they're disappointed. And it is these emotions that trigger that, I don't want to deal with this shit. Just like when you have a situation where it's just too much, you feel overwhelmed, the natural reaction is just to push it aside, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been there. So you get them in a conversation. Now, sometimes you can engage them in a conversation, which is great. You start asking, well, where do you guys want to go? If a right buyer walks in, they offer you a good price for it. They have a suitcase full of cash, ready to go. They fall in love with the house. Would you consider it? What's the plan? Did you find the house yet? What do you think went wrong? Just a few simple questions. The objective is, if possible, to set up what I call a short visit. And it goes something like this. Mike, let's do this. Let me just swing by for just a couple of minutes to shake your hand, say hi. You can put face to this funny accent to my name. Who knows? Maybe down the road, you guys decide to sell again. I'll drop off some information. We can follow up. We can talk to about it later. Uh, I'll be in the neighborhood in about three hours this afternoon. Can I swing by around 4.30? Would it work for you? Most of the time, they will say yes. If you had a pleasant conversation with them, they don't oppose to it. Why? Because I set the time constraint just for a couple of minutes to say hi. I'm not there to pressure them. I'm not there to sell them anything. I just want to say hi and swing by, which is really what I want to do. I put together an expired package and just stop by and have a conversation. All right. So that's how the conversation goes on the phone. Now, be ready. Most of the time, the expires you're going to call will not answer. You will not talk to majority of them. And that's for a couple of reasons. Sometimes the data is not very clean. Sometimes they just don't pick up because you're a stranger to them. And just like when your phone rings and a number you don't recognize, most of the time you don't answer unless it's your business line. Yep. So be ready that most of them will not. Sometimes you will have a conversation, but sometimes you're not. That's okay. Those are still good leads. They will end up listing. We just need to take another step. So you're going to go down the list. You pull the expired. 
You call them if you can. You have a conversation if you can. You set up that short visit if you can. Next step, if you don't talk to them, is you text them. Short, little, simple text. And it can be something like, sorry about your house, Jim. If the price was right, would you still consider selling? Again, question, engagement, conversation. Do you use emojis on those texts? You can. And I have some people who actually record it as a video, which is also a pretty powerful way. Yeah, I was going to ask that as my next question, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You can record it as a video saying, hey, Jim, sorry about your house. This is Borino with ABC Real Estate. Question for you, if, if you could get a good price for it, if the right qualified buyer shows up, would you still consider selling? Please text me back. Short and simple. Because your objective at the beginning is to have a conversation. You don't know if you want the listing. You don't know if they qualify. You don't know anything about their situation. So your objective is not the listing that may or may not come later. Your objective is to qualify to have conversation and to start building relationship with them. Yep. So that the level of trust is high enough so they can tell you the truth. We want to move to Florida because my daughter lives there and the grandkids. We want to be closer to them. That's not going to happen at the beginning. To them, you're just a stranger. There's not a high level of trust or connection. You need to build that. But in order for you to decide if you want that listing or not, you need to know these things. What is their core driving emotion? What is really driving them? What is really causing them to go through all this? Because let's be honest, listing and selling, it's not fun. It's not exciting. It's painful. It's stressful. It's difficult. It's complicated. So that's not why they're doing it. They don't want to list. They don't want to sell. They don't want to move. They want to live somewhere else. And they're driven by some feelings around that. You need to explore what they are and most importantly, how intense they are. Because that gives you motivation. All right. So that's the first part. You call them if you can, you text them if you can, you send the video if you can, you email them if you can. Sometimes, especially like if you use higher end systems like Espresso and Vulcan, they will get you their email. So fire off an email, same text, simple copy, send that out. So that's part one. Then you enter part two. Some people you will engage and you will have a conversation, some you will not. So you're going to start visiting these people because with all the tools and all the phenomenal gadgets and things we have, and I'm a gadget head. I love all that shit. <laughs> it's like the latest and the greatest. It's still a people business. Yeah. It's still one human being helping another human being. With all these resources and tools, it's still about one person helping another. Best way, fastest way to build connection, build trust, build relationship is face-to-face. -face. So you're going to put together an expired package. Simple, nothing fancy, just a little brochure, cover letter. My system comes with all that. It's already done for you. It's a copy-paste. But you can put your own together. It's fine. I did it. I figured it out. And you go and visit. See if you can reach them home. Ideally, you want to find windows where you have the best chance to reach the homeowner. It's not about dropping off the package. You could hire somebody to do that for you. It is more about, again, having the conversation, talking to them. Yep. And it will be the same thing. Some you will reach, some you will not. Some will be open to talking to you. Some will not. Some are motivated and are eager. Some are not. Talon, you know, it's like we put a lot of emphasis on the end result before the very beginning part to obtain that end result, right? And I was saying the other day, someone was asking me about, hey, um, what makes Zillow worth it? And it's like, well, it depends. Are you a conversationalist or not? Was my answer. And it never fails. Like, like some of the agents that we see the best, highest converting on Zillow are talking about someone's dog for 20 minutes before they segment on over to real estate. And it's just that gaining that trust for them. But that's good stuff. That's good that stuff. That's so important to, and, yeah. and the trouble is you can't really fake it. Sometimes my students come to me and say, well, I really don't like people. I'm like, dude, you're in the wrong business. It's going to work. <laughs> people business, you know, people yeah. who think, well, I'm just going to work for my computer and do everything electronically and digital. 
doesn't work. There has to be a junction for you to either on the phone or in person to talk to the other person. And it is about building trust and connection. Like you said, talking about dogs, yeah. if you have to, there are many ways you can do that, but they need to like and trust you before you can move further to either do business with them or not. Technology will not convert the end sale 99.9% .9 of the time. True. That the conversation and the individual will. But I have listed many, many expired listings with nothing but my business card. Yep. That will not change. Anyway, so step two is go visit them if you can. Now, my windows were early in the morning, late in the afternoon, Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon. Those were best. But that was in my neighborhoods. You know, I was in Southern California in suburbs of LA, a lot of working class, blue collar neighborhoods, simple track homes. So those were my windows. Next step for you will be to go there, drop off the package, have a little conversation with them. Same thing, be ready that many of these folks are angry, are disappointed, are confused. And you will hear a lot of stuff like, oh, we're going to go back to our old agent. What they very often mean is we're going to go to our old agent unless somebody better comes along. Uh -huh. But they don't know yet that you're better. They don't know yet that you will get the job done because the other guy, whoever had the listing, failed, didn't get the job done. And yes, most expires expire because of price, obviously. And it's the agent who sets the price. But who really sets the price is yeah. very often the homeowner if the agent is not strong enough to explain that overpricing it is trouble. From then, you're going to fire up your follow-up. This is the second part that you need to have in place. First is the data provider, lead provider. And the second is a good CRM. Now, same thing. There's a whole bunch of models there, you know, from LionDesk to Realty Juggler to follow-up boss. There's a million of them out there. You need one because what I have found is this is what happens. You're going to reach out. There'll be contact one, then contact two. You're going to try again three, text, four, email. Majority of the conversion happened between contact five and 15. This is where the dollars are. Yep. Your initial contact is important because you're setting up first impression. And as you guys know, real estate is like dating. If you come across at the beginning creepy or needy, low status, you're done. It's over. <laughs> yep. You're not going to recover. It's the same thing here. If the seller doesn't like you at the beginning because you're trying too hard, you're pushing too much, or you're on the bottom of it where you're just needy, you know, oh, I love puppies and your house is so beautiful and what would it take in order for you to do business with me today? All that bullshit. Low status neediness of signals weakness. And that's the last thing you want to be. That's trouble. So you want to be right in the middle. So you establish at the beginning and then through follow-up, you start building connection and relationship. Yep. Now, the more channels you can open during that follow-up, the better chance you have to convert. That means if you have email, keep emailing them. If you have their address, most of the time you do, send them something. The Expired Plus, the system comes with a whole library. You can keep in touch for up to six months if you need to. And sometimes that's necessary, sometimes not. It depends. But the magic, again, during your follow-up, during these contacts, is to either initiate and then continue the conversation. Because that's really where the power is. That's really where the bond happens, which you need to move to the next step. Yep. Side question. Do you know like what percentage of expireds actually relist with the same agent? That is a great question. Short answer is I don't know because that really varies widely based on the neighborhood, market, time of the year. There are all kinds of factors. But here's what normally happens. So let's say you have 10 listings, 10 expireds. So what will happen, and again, this is just illustration so you guys know you're going to be working with three groups of properties. Let's say, and this would be based on my neighborhood. Three will never relist. They will never go back. Plans have changed. Circumstances have changed. For whatever reason, they will never go back. These two will relist immediately with the same agent. 
then these two were released immediately with a new agent. And these three will wait. These will wait and go into this category right here. Now, again, in your market, these ratios will be different, but there will always be these three buckets, these three groups. Here's the trouble. At the beginning, all of these 10 will tell you, we don't want to list, or we're going to go back, or something else. Hardly ever would I hear somebody say, come on in, we were ready to sign, where have you been? So it's okay, it's gonna take some effort and some time and work in most cases. If you happen to hit these two and you hit them at the right time with the right approach, you may be able to convert them. I had some expires where I was talking to them on a listing appointment, sometimes the same day. And I would have occasionally, again, it's very rare, but it does happen where you really hit it off. You know, you, you really build that connection with yeah. them. They invite you in, they get you a cup of coffee, you're talking, and then you start getting IOI. That's important. It stands for indicator of interest. And that usually looks like, well, how much do you guys charge? What's your commission? Or how much does the house down the street sell for? Those are all good indicators. That means you're in the running. So you will have these two immediately, but where the real money is in here. And the reason for that is because most agents don't have a good follow-up in place, don't know how to do it. They give up too soon. They give up before contact button. That's my next question is uh, what percentage of agents don't go past the third follow-up? 90%. 90. Even the little competition you're going to have, you're going to notice several patterns. And I've been teaching this. Mike, I've had tens of thousands of people that went through my system and, and my coaching. And it's usually the same thing. They discover people are pretty nice. Most agents don't go to the house in person, either because they don't have the balls, they don't have the courage, or they don't know, or they don't want to do it. They're uncomfortable with it. Most agents, even though they do the initial prospecting, give up too soon. So here, it's going to be a little crowded. Be ready yeah. for it. It's okay. You can still stand out. But here, you're not going to have a whole lot of competition. Here's the thing. At the end, these people will realize. So ask yourself, who gets the listing at the end? And it's most of the time an agent who is nice, who's pleasant, and who's persistent, who has a good follow-up in place, who keeps reaching out. Because and I learned this the hard way. I would have a seller knock on the door, have a nice conversation. They would say, we wanted to move to Oregon. We're staying. We're not going anywhere. Market is shitty. It's not selling. We couldn't get our price. No, we're not doing it. Four weeks, five weeks go by. I drive by the house, call a banker sign on the front yard. I'm like, what the fuck? They just told me they're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I would lose a lot of listings until I finally got it. That they believe at the moment they don't want to sell. They're so fed up with it. Sure. But what they believe and the emotions they experience in the moment doesn't make the dream or the desire often go away. They just need a little time. And it's during that time when you nurture them that you convert them. Yeah, it's almost the persistency. Would yes. you agree with this? Is it, are they starting to take notice of the persistency of the follow-up? And they're like, shit, like maybe this guy or gal really does want this. Maybe this person can give me that price. Yes. And it is your, that's exactly right, Mike. That's a very good insight. You see, as you talk to these expires, you're going to start noticing patterns too in their behavior. One of the first things you're going to notice is they're going to blame the other agent. Even though they were the ones that overpriced the damn thing, they were the ones who didn't want to show it on Sundays. They were the ones that caused the trouble. It's going to be always the other agent. Through your persistent follow-up, you demonstrate to them, look, I Demonstration. Will that's the word. Yep. I will work this hard for you as well. And instead of just saying it, you're demonstrating. Besides, just the fact that they see your face, the fact yep. they see your name continuously, especially if you can do it on more than one channel. Yeah. Like you're incorporating mail and email and text. Very powerful. 
have you ever sent anything like clumpy to them, like clumpy mail? Because I, I started, I did expired, but this is probably like eight years ago. And I was the first half of those agents. Like my ADD is not going to stick around that long. I'm, I'm in and out. <laughs> so I remember I tried once sending people uh, a medicine bottle and I put my like, it said like, I want to cure your housing headache. And it was like a little Tylenol bottle. I got them from my pharmacy and all this stuff. Have you ever seen any of that type of clumpy mail to sort of- Yes, I tried all kinds of things. Have you seen anything that works better than others or, or what? I have not noticed, like, you know, my expired package, I tried fancy packaging, special delivery, express. Didn't notice much difference. Really? If there is a big envelope on your front door with your name on it, 99% of the time people open it just out of curiosity. Sure. I also got this idea from a guy named Walter Sanford many years ago. You get a red tube with a little string and it looked like a stick of dynamite and I would put inside a letter saying, bang, your listing is dead. So I would drop <laughs> off until somebody called cops on me and I got arrested. Yeah, that, that is funny. <laughs> I tried different things like you. you know, I tried to be creative. Yeah. But what I discovered, it is the repetition and it is the conversation that's the most that important. That makes sense. You know, this is very interesting, but I see a lot of similarities even on the branding and a lot of the SOI stuff that we teach is very similar. And yeah. I forget who told me it, but I remember maybe it's Dan Kennedy I got it from or somebody, but like you have to tell people what you do six times before they retain it yeah. or remember it. And it, it all goes in line, you know, like with everything that um, we're talking about here. And, and it makes a lot of sense. And the, the thing I just learned right here too is... Um, I, before we started this conversation, would have thought that expireds have a lot of competition and therefore, you know, my inner self would have been like, oh, well, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. But realistically, no, not everyone's doing it because the majority who are falling off after that third or fourth touch, if that, I bet you that I would guess that 90% of them are falling off for their touch too. Yep. You're absolutely right. Now, I don't have any statistics to prove it, but here's a statistic I can tell you. The latest number I heard is half of the real estate agents didn't sell a house last year. Out of 1.2 million. Out of 1.2. Now, 90% of the agents make less than $50,000 a year. So you take those two statistics and then logically you would ask yourself, well, who's making all the money? Yeah. Where is that business going? Who's getting these listings? Somebody's listing them. Check yep. your MLS. Check the stats in your MLS and you're going to notice a pattern that these properties go back on the market. Sometimes it takes some time. Somebody's picking up commissions and listings. Question is, why not you? It's wide open. This is not as competitive as you guys think. It is the drunken monkey, that chitty chatter and the fear that in, at least in my case was stopping me. It wasn't the reality. It wasn't that. Once I started talking to people, I started doing it consistently. Now that's a key word. You got to do it with consistency. Yeah. Contacting one or two expires here and there ain't going to cut it. You need to do it in high enough volume. And yes, you need to master the conversation. That's important. You need to have some system in place. You need to have some tools in place. This is not something you can just push a button and go, but it's doable. And if you, if you think about it, wouldn't you rather talk to 100 people who are already in the selling process rather than some vague lead? You may get some that somewhere from the internet, God knows how and God knows from where. Yep. So you're looking to primo prospects, people who are already doing it, who already signed with somebody, who already had a sign there and a lockbox there, who have some kind of goal and desire. Yep. Well, let's, uh, I have one more question for you and then we'll get this uh, wrapped up. And we see a lot of talk about, you know, if you recall at the end of 2018, everyone's like, oh, the market's shifting, the market's shifting. And, you know, we didn't know, was it going to shift? Was it not? It was December. What's going to go happen in 2019 and, and so on. And we did see some slowdown and we did see some more expireds. And, we, and whereas a year ago, it was just like, you put anything on the MLS, it's going to sell right now, right now. 
What is your prediction overall, sort of what, what you see happening? I think the market will stay about the same, what we see right now, which is a little more challenging to get properties sold as opposed to 2018, but it's still going to be a great year. NAR, the latest number I saw was 5.6 million transactions closed this year. They're predicting plenty of business. Now, here is what it means for expires, and this is why I think this is a perfect timing for you guys to start working them. You know how many sellers, you list a property, you know you're slightly overpriced, but they're fucking stubborn and you could just choke them and you cannot get through them. And how many comps you bring them, how much sense you're trying to talk into them. They just won't do it. They dig their heels in and they're stubborn as a mule. It's because people don't want to admit they're wrong. It has to do with our behavior. It's a neuroscience. I don't want to admit I'm wrong. I don't want to say to my agent, sorry, I screwed up. We asked too much. We were too greedy. True. They would rather let the property expire and list with another agent and start fresh which means you can come in with a good listing presentation, good pricing strategy, and a good marketing to back that up. You can totally clean up because those people who are very stubborn with their first agent will be way more flexible when they, once they got smacked by the market and by the reality when you come in and if you can do it from a high status, which is a combination of being assertive, being confident, but also being a human being, being decent with a lot of empathy, yep. you're going to clean up. It's such a great marketing opportunity too, because yeah. I would I just want the case study. That's where my brain's at right now. I'm looking at making case studies out of this. Jane tried listing her house for six months. Billy the realtor didn't get it sold. Barino came in and sold it in six hours. Here's yeah. how. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's really the marketing message you're gonna yeah. deliver. Now you have to wrap it up in more than just a core, here are the facts. You want to deliver it to connect with the emotional side of them being disappointed and frustrated. But if you align with that, if you say, hey, I know how it is, it's disappointing. Yeah. It's like you ordered the big red bike when you were a kid and you didn't get it from Santa. It's disappointing, but we can fix it. Totally. I could, I could so see that play out. Yeah. And it works really well. I mean, I have students who are doing three, four, five, six expires a month following the system. Not everybody. I can promise you those results, of course, but it's doable. It's possible. Yeah. It's a system. It's a system. It really is. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Do we have any questions? Anything we can answer? Yeah. Let me, uh, if you guys have any questions, go ahead and um, ask them now. We do have a delay on the feed from um, yeah. the closer. So I'm not seeing them come into here because we're just streaming live, but I will uh, see what we got here. Uh, if anybody came on, if you guys have any questions for Barino, feel free to go ahead and uh, ask them now. If not, this will be available on a replay and uh, obviously inside of the real closer group uh, indefinitely. Who cool. approach this, guys, is an opportunity. It really is. With a little bit of patience, some role-playing, practice. I'm a big believer in practicing. That's really what saved me at the beginning. Is I had my buddy, Tony, another agent. We would just role-play daily so that I would know how to open the conversation, smile, have a dialogue rather than just recite some pushy sales scripts. Makes all the difference in the world. And if you just go out there and try it, you'll be surprised. Not that hard and not that scary. Yeah. I honestly, like you make me feel better. If I was still selling real estate right now, I'd probably go start expired campaigns. Dude, <laughs> but just honestly, think about this way. That makes it, it's just, it's just steps two, step three. I mean, it's yeah. simple, but you got to do it. You got to follow it. I like it. This guy from Czechoslovakia mastered this. Yeah. Who sounded like Borat at the beginning. No joke. <laughs> no joke. I am not kidding. It was pathetic. And I figured it out and I got listings every single one of you can. No reason why you could. I would love to do a Borat video with you. No, you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to schedule that. Get that set. I'll, I'll script the whole thing. I'll be happy for it. Yes. That would be amazing. 
Oh, uh, Brino, go ahead. Any closing thoughts? Uh, we'll get this wrapped up. I'd like to keep these to about half an hour, give or take. Um, Reach out to me, guys. If I can help you in any way, let me know. Hit me up. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Go check out there. I have a whole bunch of videos where I demonstrate the calls for you, the follow-up, the whole thing. Go to YouTube. Go to Bor look up Borino. Check out the videos. There's plenty of resources for you. I'm here to help. Thank you for your time today. And all of all you right. guys, thank you for uh, listening in. We'll keep these uh, stay in the know for uh, what's coming up. And you'll see the new trainings and our webinars that are going to be released inside our Real Closers. But thank you guys very much for uh, tuning in. And Brino, thank you. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. And uh, nice I will channel. definitely be in touch. Thank you. Pleasure. All Thanks, right. Mike. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.